Hi personal developers, welcome to my YouTube channel. If it is your first time here, yeah, that's it, welcome. If it's not your first time here, hi there, thank you for coming back. Don't forget to like, share and subscribe, okay? Today I bring you a conversation I had with my soul sister Bird Mejia. I mean, you are going to absolutely love her. We're going to talk about racism, uh, I'm going to talk about my experience as a black woman born in Africa, raised uh, in Portugal, Europe, uh, and Bird is going to talk about her experience as a Latino woman. And we have so, like, so many things in common. Okay, I'm gonna shut up because this intro is getting too long and I'm gonna let you enjoy this conversation. Okay, let me know in the comments what you think about it. Should we have more conversations? I think, yeah, we're planning on having that. Beautiful ones, I am Bird Mejia. I'm an intuitive healer and life coach, but more importantly than that, I am this luminous spiritual being visiting in this human body like all of you are. You can find me on the social network, IG, YouTube, Facebook, under Bird Mejia, B-I-R-D, yes, like a bird, and Mejia, it's Mexican, M-E-J-I-A, because the J is pronounced like a H, Mejia. Um, but today we're going to be talking about some really important things with my sister here so hello everyone thank you bird i'm so happy to be here my name is erica the personal developer that's how you can find me online uh on instagram facebook my uh web page is the same so the personal developer.com uh i'm so pleased to be here uh and today we're going to talk about uh being a woman uh, I'm going to share my experience as a black woman and birds. You're going to bring in uh, your Latino woman to the table. Yes, I am excited to talk. These are so important um, things. A lot of times we don't have these conversations about what it's like um, for us to be a woman, but also a woman of color um, in the world and how that looks. A lot of times people don't understand if they're not in our shoes yeah it's true uh, and i think it's also important to talk about these topics because a lot of women i know that they feel like this but since we don't have as many conversations as we should sometimes you think that you are like the weird one or what's wrong with me and you're like going around trying to fit in and trying to to be this uh thing or person that you should be um, but you don't know that you can be just whatever you are. Uh, I had to uh, watch a lot of YouTube videos and see a lot of black women doing stuff, women doing different things to, you know, to realize that I can, I can be whatever. I don't have to fit in anywhere. I can just uh, be, and it's so important for, to have these kind of conversations and to be out there so every black sister latino sister or whatever race uh, and culture can can see that there's a lot of us and we are different and beautiful mm -hmm. yeah so i think that's important you know so i mean i think first of all i want to say like you know i believe that there's only one human race and scientists have actually proven that um and you know they talk to different and i'm from the united states i know scientists have been talking to the government you know telling people like why do you have these 
these surveys about race, you know, because yeah. in our country they still will tell you, you know, even Latina now is like that's just an ethnicity, you know, you have to choose between white and black and Native American, like you can't, you know, um, there's only really truly one race, and you know, the studies, if you watch, there's a, uh, a documentary called The Human Family Tree, and you know, they talk about that the original people were from Africa, they were African, and then went out from there, and because of the different places, we have the different features, but you know, like, we're all African, and just saying that, like a lot of people have problems, like, doing that, we are all African, and I it's interesting. That. Yes, the scientist that did it, he's blonde, this blonde, blue-eyed man, and he looks like him and says, I'm African, we're all African. So, you know, I, I just want to start out with, like, first of all, we are all human beings, we, there's only one race, but because of what's happened in the world um, with the oppression, with um, the things that have happened for centuries, um, they affect us as people of color, as women of color, and, you know, sometimes people think, well, that was a long time ago, but what people understand is that they have proven that we carry the wounds of our grandmothers. When a woman is pregnant, she gets whatever is going on with the mother, whatever pain bodies. And then if it's a girl, it goes on to the egg. So we have the pain bodies of our grandmothers, you know, our great grandmother. Like, it, it gets passed on. So the ancestors went through some really just horrific atrocities because yes. of this illusion that there is more than one, that there's separate races and one is superior to the other. It has impacted us, impacts us today, right now. Um, and we're gonna talk about how the ways, you know, things that we've experienced, but like beyond that, like people don't get like, this is impacted, like it impacts our communities, impacts our families. This stuff matters. Um, so that's something yeah. I'm really passionate about. I'm so glad you started there. Like just, let's just start here. Like we're all African. We are all the same. Like the, the tendencies for us to, to, to just have more mixture and more mixture and, and different kinds of people. And besides that, we are spirits with a body walking around. So this race thing, it's even, I think it's even ridiculous that we still have to discuss this. Mm -hmm. But this is real. This is uh, happening in 2020. If if this passed and what we wouldn't be talking about this, promise me. I think that is, as a woman of color, I would prefer not to have to have this conversation. I mean, how long do we need to keep going with this conversation? So yes, I I love the fact that you started there because if we all get this message that we are one race and we are spirits or souls or whatever you may call it with a body a lot of issues would disappear um and yeah this is not um this is very very important it's a big deal because as you said we carry all these things we carry all the trauma you don't need to go 500 years ago you i look at my mother and i see all the trauma and I see uh, the way she carries the, herself and the way she is in the world. I see, I don't need to go 500 years ago. And I see things in my mother. I see it with my sisters and with my girlfriends, the ones who are black and everything, that this thing is still a thing today, unfortunately. And I think that is so, I, I think you're so right that it, like, it affects our mothers, it affects, you know, it's not just, it comes from the generation, but it's also affected like immediately, and 
even talk about a little bit like how it affected my mother. Um, but like, I think another thing that's important is a lot of times, you know, when I'm talking to, and I'm going to say, you know, I don't even like these terms like white because we say the word white, like no one's ever heard the color white. And you know, white, if you look in the dictionary, it has a really positive connotation, right? It means pure, it means innocent, right? But you know, people of the European descent, um, you know, when they're talking about this and they're saying racism's gone, blah, blah, blah. Well, what I don't think they're understanding is that, you know, yes, all of us have experienced things as women, all women have experienced trauma with being a woman because of we've been living in this patriarchal anti-woman society for such a long thousands of years. All women have been impacted. You know, all human beings have had trauma, but people of color have had that. Plus, we've had the trauma of what has happened to us because of the atrocity, because of the racism. And if you, you know, instead of coming in there saying, well, I'm not racist, or this happened generations ago, understanding that your brothers and sisters of color, they've experienced in their families the things that your families have experienced, you know, whether they're abused, whether they're, you know, dysfunction, physical sexual abuse, whatever has happened, our families have experienced that too. But we've also had the added trauma of surviving as people of color and the things that have happened to us and our ancestors. Um, so like you need, like, so I just want to say like, you know, my, my, white quote unquote white brothers and sisters like listen to this and like understand and like just have empathy and say hey you know what I don't know everything and like have some respect that hey they've experienced the things that we've experienced but they've also experienced things that we don't understand things that are in their DNA things the traumas that were so horrific and atrocious yeah. that um I have to respect so just I want to just Put that out there because sometimes we get this stuff like you know everything's fine now and you know you address something and you're you're the one that's racist you know like no I'm not the one that's racist you know I'm addressing some things and I just kind of wanted just to gently kindly with love say huh listen like we we're telling like there are some things that have happened to families of color no matter what you know whether we are you know we're coming from different parts of the world Erica and I like so you know, some of us are coming from, you know, what's happened to our African ancestors, what's happened to our native ancestors, what's happened to our Asian ancestors, you know, whatever it is, yeah. people of color, and I say about people of color, it's like people that are non-white, right, mm -hmm. have gone through horrific atrocities yeah. at the hands of the racism and this illusion that one people is superior to another people um, that has been indoctrinated. And it's, a, it's impacted us, um, yeah. you know. Yeah. So. yeah, totally, totally. And I love the fact that you said empathy, like have empathy, try to put yourself in our shoes. Uh, it's not like we are, it sometimes looks like we are invalidating everything a white person has gone through. No, I mean, everyone in this world has some difficulties, but you would have, you have to understand that our experience is different, okay? so. Even, even though we go to the same places, some of us, even though we go to the same places and uh, we walk around the same people, our experience is different. Uh, every time uh, when, I, when I was, um, so just to give you a little bit of context here. So I was born in Angola, in Africa, uh, and then I went to Portugal, that's where I was raised, um, and that's where I lived until I was a grown-up. Then I, I, I moved to Tenerife, but that's another story. 
So when I went to Portugal, there wasn't a lot of black people walking around. You know, I was almost uh, all the time, I was the only black person in the room. And sometimes that wasn't a good thing. You know, uh, people wouldn't accept me as, uh, as I am, you know what I mean? And I was being instructed to act in a certain way, to wear my hair in a certain way. I wear my hair like this, um, I, I think like since five years ago. And it's such a shame because my hair is so beautiful. But I grew up listening that my hair was horrible, you know? So I, I had my hair cut because uh, it couldn't, um, my mother couldn't comb it. And then I had to straighten it up so I can look more white and fit in and play with the other kids, you know? But this is like real stuff. It's not like I can ignore. Uh, most of the days I don't even remember that I'm black because I don't walk around like I'm a white person or a white person. But in some situations, Unfortunately, I have to realize, oh, I'm black. So in some situations, I have different treatments. And sometimes that means that I have worse treatment than if I had another color. And, and that's not cool. And that's not all right. Uh, it's a little bit sad when I go to the university and I walk around. And where, where are the black people? What happened? Black people don't want to study? Yes, they want. But there is a difference in here. So I think that's kind of stuff that we we need to take a look at. You know, it's not like the whole uh, community of people of color they don't, we don't want to study, we don't want a better life. Like we do want, but then I go to the university, I look around, and there are not a lot of uh, black people around. I go to a psychology congress, I look around, and why am I, you know, the only black person here, and why do I have different treatment? So I mean, we cannot ignore that that's mm -hmm. that's real that's uh what happens right and and yes and you experience it all the time the different treatment you know people are saying that there's no different treatment but i know as a sister like you are experiencing tough stuff you know i you know you go into stores sometimes and people are looking at you like yes. you're going to be stealing this stuff you know you're yes. getting all these stereotypes this is stuff that is still happening today people think like this is not happening but it's happening, it impacts us, it impacts our behavior, and, um, you know, it impacted, like, you know, even, like, I love how you talk about the hair, like, being ashamed, being ashamed of the hair, like, your yeah. hair's beautiful, and, but you were taught that, like, I have to, ha I have to have my hair straightened, I have to do this, and, you know, I was the same way, like, for a long time, I started, I straightened my hair for a long time, and, you know, so many Latina sisters, a lot of the Latinas that are really prominent out in the world, they have their hair straightened and they have their hair lightened, you know, and it's like they've made it big knowing that, well, if I'm going to be blonde and you know, that it's the same thing with, you know, I, my, my background is I'm from the United States. My mother was born and raised in Mexico. She came to the United States when she was 10. Um, she came to Texas, which is one of the Southern states and her family um, were greeted with signs that said, you know, theaters, no Mexicans, no dogs. And, the racism was so great. And the only time my grandparents, my abuelitos, never talked about the racism. The only time they ever mentioned anything was when they talked about it. And they said, oh, it was so bad in Texas. We were treated so badly. So they moved to California, which was somewhat better. But, you know, my mother was put into the school in the kindergarten because she didn't speak any English, thought that she was stupid. So, you know, when my mother's way of coping was to dye her blonde. Like, if you look at... 
Mexican stations, you know, uh, the TV stations, the telenovelas, you know, you'll see all the, the actresses and they're all, so many of them are light skinned and they have their hair blonde and it's this indoctrination that, you know, we're more beautiful if we look more white. And, you know, in Mexico, there used to be a caste system that was based on the color of the skin and the color of the hair. And the higher up you were, the more prominence you had. And it's still, if you look in the society, you will still see the people in poverty often are darker skin and the, the people that are doing well financially are often lighter skin. So like it still plays it still plays into the psyche and you know I grew up so I grew up in an all-white community and like I was ashamed in a, a state um, in the north called Minnesota and like it was all blonde Scandinavian mm -hmm. um, German growing up and I grew up ashamed and you know like I'm not even very dark but I used to grow up like like thinking I want my hair I want my I wish my skin was light like this like I don't I don't like that when I would see a picture of myself and I'd look a little more white, I would think, oh, that's a pretty picture of me. And then if I got a picture and I'd look more Mexican, I'd be like, oh, I don't like that one. I was just kind of trying to shove it up. And it wasn't until like I really dealt with and like understood that, you know, I'm ashamed. I've been ashamed of being a woman of color, like all my life. Yeah. And I, when I dealt with it, it was like I had this big weight on my back that I didn't realize I had. And I stepped into that. And, you know, I became, I'm like, you know what? This is what makes me, this is what makes me beautiful. Yes. Yeah. My, you know, and the same thing, but we are taught, you know, even in society, I mean, so many sisters still, even in Hollywood are still straightening their hair and wearing yeah. weaves. And, you know, I know so many Latinas are dying their hair blonde still like, and everybody has freedom to do like, to be creative and to express the way they want. Yeah. But if it's coming from that I'm more beautiful if I wear my hair this way, or I'm more beautiful and it's been indoctrinated then that's a different thing. And exactly. so many of us have been taught that, like we're more beautiful. You know, I grew up with my mother always saying to me, when are you going to dye your hair blonde? When are you going to dye your hair blonde? And you right. know, that's why I was raised. And for me, I choose not to ever, ever dye my hair blonde or lighten it in any way. This is my natural born color because for me, this is my power. Like this is the color of my ancestors hair. And you know, the people that were oppressed, like this is the color of the earth. This is my power. Exactly. This is, this is your power. This is your path. This is who you are. This is yes. what the universe gave you. So you have the right, and I mean, you should wear it. Why shouldn't Why shouldn't you wear your hair? This is one thing that, like, I was thinking about this like five years ago. Why am I not wearing my hair? You know, mm -hmm. and it's as you said, with our mothers and grandmothers, with all the love, they really tried to they want our lives to be easier and mm -hmm. so but they are they are just you know we don't want to hide your, ourselves anymore i don't want to hide myself i shouldn't be ashamed for something that is just basically you know my hair like wh why should i be ashamed of my skin color why should i be ashamed of my hair especially it's nothing we don't choose it we are born the way we're born, we are born, and so why should we shame hair and, uh, I don't know, fat people, skinny people, why should we shame anything to start with? But it's, yeah. just, it, it, it's just sad, and it's the, the pressure. Uh, I feel so free right now because I'm like, I am going to be 
whoever I want to be. If I want tattoos, I will have tattoos. If I want to hair, you know, this idea that, yes. oh my God, some, some things that we hear in life, like uh, don't do a tattoo if you're a black person because you can't see the tattoo and stuff like that. Have you heard stuff like that? It's just so crazy. I mean, we can do whatever we want just because it looks different than it looks on light skin. It's, you know, it doesn't mean anything. I mean, it's fine. I really want what people, I really want that people take from this conversation that they can, like, they can do whatever we want. I know we started talking about women, but men, women, whatever you are or identify with, just do whatever you want and be who you are because that's who you are. That's, you should just be. As I posted something the other day, do you remember, Bert, about the flower? The flower just is. You know, yeah. the flower doesn't go around like, oh, yeah. should I be the flower? Should I grow? No, yeah. the flower yeah. just is. That's how everybody should, should just be, right? Yes. And yes. To, to see people and society and try to take that from me, it's just sometimes it's really frustrating. Um, and I'm happy to be in this place where I can just stand up for myself and just do whatever I want. Uh, but the pressure is so, so high. The pressure is, is very high. And I understand that for some people it may be tough. They can be suffering from bullying right now at work or from their families. You know, sometimes even black families, sometimes if you are darker, you are bullied inside of your family. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yes. Uh, I mean... Um, it's true. I mean, it is like the hierarchy. A lot of families will have a hierarchy view in the color. People are treated different, um, even in the communities, because of of, of the skin color, of of the of the look. Um, um, I just think, like, thank you for talking about, like, you know, even mentioning about, like, someone saying that, you know, you can't have tattooed. It's not going to show up. That's not coming as a compliment. That's coming as like, you know, some type of negative. Like, where is this stuff coming from? You know, um, and. You know, I would like to point out, I know for me, like, I will have people, and again, like, my white sisters, like, I'm not, like, trying to, I just want for, for understanding, you know, like, people like, well, I love your hair, like, you have such beautiful hair, and I know that you've had the same thing with you, you know, like, why don't you love your hair, I love your skin, well, I understand that, or they'll say, like, you know, I have this really straight, awful hair, like, I would give anything to have your hair, and I understand, and I appreciate the compliment for that, but what sometimes people are not understanding is this this is coming from a whole generation and past lives of people like lives being ruined because of this stuff you know it's not just about you know i wish you know you have these looks i wish i had this but you know if you look in the generations your families if you're white like didn't have some of the things that our ancestors went through you know my mother just died recently of pancreatic cancer which is about anger and pain and a lot of the anger and pain she had had to do with the shame and the the reper repercussions of what her ancestors went through and of the shame she experienced and as a child and in this country and all that anger built up and eventually killed her you know so like this stuff has happened like people you know even talk about you know why are people of color dying more even from you know for example right now even from COVID? well you know what it's because communities of color have predispositions because they're having to deal with different things that 
other people don't have to deal with and they have pain bodies from generations of dealing with stuff and the stress is is higher and the, 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 there's so many different things that people of color are dealing with that you don't understand and even if you know even if I'm born um, and I'm not dealing with that because I know you know being Mexican kind of the, the purpose was like mejor la sangre lighter the blood and you know pass white and be white and like I could do that I could very well you know pass and just be like you know I'm a white woman I'm Italian or just kind of downplay the Mexican side and dissipate that but by doing that like I am not um, remembering like this is like I still carry I still yeah. carry the stuff yeah. from the ancestors I still carry that stuff within yeah. me and you wouldn't be honoring who you are you would be something else. And when we walk around trying to be something that we are not, that's, well, the pain that we feel from our mothers and our grandmothers, and you know, it's because they were trying really hard, you know, at least my aunties, um, you know, they were trying to blend in. They were trying, trying and trying. And we were watching them trying, and we tr we tried to do the same thing, but we couldn't take the, this pain anymore because mm -hmm. it is horrible to to carry this uh, to carry this around. It is it is horrible. You would suffer because every time you do something that goes against your values, that goes against you, you suffer, and and you know that you are not accepted. So you can try to blend in, but you know who you are. So mm -hmm. you will feel unaccepted. Um, and that has consequences that goes from generation to generation. And again, there is no reason why we should pretend that we are something that, uh, that we're not. Mm -hmm. Yes. And I think that, I mean, you're so true. I know that's why, you know, like for me stepping into like just being, you know, being proud about being Latina and be like, I just, you know, like I wear this just to honor my native ancestors, you know, because, you know, Mexicans, like, you know, people will emphasize that, you know, we got the Spanish blood and, you know, we're, you know, we'll say, well, you know, even in Spain, some of my Spanish blood, like Spaniards, a lot of Spaniards are darker because of the more, they have the African blood with the more, right? I mean, like, that is a thing, like, people want to talk about, you know, and, but, you know, I had a lot, my mother had a lot of native blood, you know, this was the native from Mexico. You know, so like I'm honor that, you know, I have this, you know, some blood that was like the curanderas, it was the native that had been on the earth and the land in Mexico for thousands of years. Like I honor that. Thank you. And I know that they were like decimated in so many ways and the men were castrated in so many ways. And, you know, as women, you know, part of my duty as, as, a, as, as a woman is also to rise up the, the men, uh, the men of color. Um, yeah in the world too um you know the divine feminine is rising um and part of us you know the divine feminine for all women is rising and it's so important but also as a woman of color it's like we're taking the ancestors the beauty and the strength of our ancestors the ones that were that had such horrific atrocities put upon them we're, we're taking them and they're rising. We're taking them along with us to say, hey, this is part of our collective experience as 
people of color um, yeah. and, and as women, but you know, it's also to, to bring up the divine masculine. Are men of color in the world? And you know, whether it's black men or Latino men or native men or Asian men, we've gone through stuff. Like okay, everyone, I hope you enjoyed part one of my conversation with Bert Mejia. Stay tuned because part two is coming out soon. Hi, personal developer. Thank you so much for watching this video. If you enjoyed it, like, subscribe to my channel and share it with someone you love. And also, don't forget to activate the notification so you don't miss a thing. There's a new video coming every Wednesday and Friday. There's another thing I don't want you to forget. You can be the boss of your brain. Yes, you can. See you next time.